0: Hello T-Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of T-Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be getting into all the topics all over social media and the internet and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the show Black Love and discussing if there's really a curse or if there's not. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. tea crew so the tea is boiling so let's go ahead and get straight into it hope everybody had a great week um so let's start off here with the woman from the drake concert so there was a woman that went to the drake concert at the barclays center in brooklyn and like many fans which is a trend y'all need to stop doing this trend by the way but many fans were throwing things on stage to Drake. Somebody threw their entire purse. Somebody threw like a vape or something like it. People were just throwing like crazy things on stage. They have been for a while. It's a real problem. So somebody threw a bra up on stage and the bra was a 36G and Drake picked the bra up and he was basically like, locate this woman immediately or whatever, and she was actually located. (laughs) The woman who threw the bra claimed it. Her name is Veronica Corsia. She's a model and now she has scored a contract with Playboy. I was just literally cracking up because I found out this information from Fat Joe. He was doing an episode of his podcast and he was just like, you know, I'm a little jealous of Drake. Like, He has a private jet that somebody gave to him. Somebody gave him, um, one of Tupac's rings. It was like auctioned off for an obscene amount of money, I'm sure. And this person just handed the ring over to Drake as a present. Honestly, I feel like this is definitely something very Drake-ish. You know, Drake has a lot of influence. He's around a lot of things, as he would call it. And, um... I think people do things for him to get in his good graces. And honestly, that's what I think a lot of these expensive gifts are. But I definitely can understand where Fat Joe is coming from. Because it's like, you just went to a concert, you threw your bra, and now based off the strength of, you know, Drake and being somewhat affiliated with Drake, now you're in Playboy. But think about it, you know, first of all, Playboy has rebranded. Uh, rebranded since the, ta- the times of Hugh Hefner. So now I think Cardi B is working with them. They have a lot more, um, you know, securities in place. So they're kind of coming back up as a publication for those that want to work in that kind of industry, right? So she went from being a concert goer to now a <laughs> contracted model <laughs> with one of the biggest nude modeling companies in the world. And it's just like all off the strength of Drake. You know, it's so funny. It's like when he was singing to his mom at one of the concerts. So you guys know that he had a hologram. It wasn't a hologram. It was a double, right? He had a boy that looked similar to him. And what they would do when they put his face on the screen is they put like a Drake AI like child face over the boy. So if you're looking from the rafters, which most people are, you would see the Drake face. And then if you're sitting close enough to the stage, you would see that was the actual person. Well, anyway, as the tour rolls on, his mom actually sat there and she was the one that he was rapping to when he said, you know, that song, look what you've done for me or whatever. It's like, you know, I want to like Drake, but it's just uh, the cultural appropriation for me. Cause y'all know, I can't stand when he does little accents and stuff like that. And then um, just the weird digs that he takes in his music. Like, it's all hunky-dory all the time. But I guess he didn't get the invite um, to the Pharrell Louis Vuitton show. And now, all of a sudden, he's taking digs at him. I didn't even know they even had a problem. He was like, oh, Louis Vuitton ain't nothing without Virgil. I'm like, Pharrell did a good job. Everybody looked nice. They had the Joy song going. He had that beautiful outdoor fashion show. Like... Give this man a chance. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And you know what? Not for nothing, (laughs) but y'all my people, so I could tell y'all how I really feel. Nobody was giving Virgil all this love until Virgil passed away. I've never seen Virgil. I might've seen him one or two times, possibly with Kanye West. I've never seen Virgil with any of the rest of these celebrities. So for him to be like your bestie and you were wearing Louis Vuitton for him and all this stuff, man, I have yet to see it. Like, of course he was in and out and doing all this stuff, but at the same time, I just never saw anybody with Virgil, like ever. And I just, I don't know, like I I completely find it to be a little bit fake and phony that after he passed away, way before his time, um, might I add, but after he passed away, he's everybody's best friend. Where? <laughs> Where? Anyway, congratulations to you, Veronica. I hope your contract is lucrative, and I hope they have you come back and do more stuff because you seem like a cool girl. She was literally like, she went viral on TikTok because she threw the bra he picked it up. Obviously she was like in the 100s or whatever, which is no shame. That's where I go to. What? You see them great. You can see them on the screens and you're not spending arm and leg. But anyway, she was up in that upper section. So she literally went to the bathroom and recorded. She was like, that was my bra. He was talking about me. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to you, Veronica. <laughs> Best wishes with everything. All right, let's get into the next topic here. Chloe Kardashian is under fire once again. Now, Chloe is no uh, you know, she's no stranger to drama, and like I alluded to or basically straight out said last episode, I feel like the Jordan and Kylie reunion is to up ratings on their show, The Kardashians, right? So, I truly feel like this is something that they're going to put into the show that they're getting back together and they're having conversations after, you know, years of not really speaking to each other because of the situation that happened between Jordan and Tristan. Now, Chloe is getting called out again, specifically, Chloe. Because Tristan has a little brother who um, has special needs now, Tristan's mother unfortunately passed away recently, which left him um, you know the caretaker of his youngest sibling, but he also has other siblings, and they're coming out and saying that Chloe only took in um, Tristan's brother because she wanted a storyline for the upcoming season of the Kardashians. So basically, um, what happened was the brother found out that Chloe has now been posting pictures and birthday messages and things for Tristan's youngest brother, which is basically setting him up to kind of come into the limelight of the Kardashians and everything that's going on um, and have him actually be on the show. Now, I don't know if Tristan is his legal guardian. Um, but at the end of the day, they had a lot of issues that were going on, you know, because there's other people involved. I'm sure the child's father, um, was also contemplated, like there's people that could have stepped in to raise this child. So I don't know if Tristan, um, Tristan was the legal guardian, but if he was of course he's going to sign over um you know the fact that his brother can now be on the show because that's what Chloe wants, and he has a baby with Chloe, true with Chloe, and he still wants to be in the mix with the family um, so basically, what's going on now is that his oldest brother is accusing Chloe. Of of using this child for clout. And I hate to say I agree with him, but I completely agree. I do think that Chloe's very motherly. I think Chloe's probably the most motherly one of them, of the Kardashians that I've seen, because, you know, like I think Kylie has a great relationship with her kids, but as far as like really being motherly, like not just to your kids, but to other kids, like her relationship that she has with Dream, and, you know, Chicago, when she has all the kids, it just looks like Chloe could be the mom of all these kids, right? It doesn't look like, you know, Kylie's like motherly with Stormy and I'm sure, you know, air, but Chloe has more of something going on that, um, it just seems like she's more of like the nurturing motherly type to everyone. But this is my thing, right? family is family. And if you're going to be like helping with this child and this child is really a part of your household, I don't think that it's a, you know, clout grab to have him on the show. But I will say that if you're so family, 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 why aren't you pushing Tristan to have a relationship? with the son that he has with Marley. And why aren't you guys bringing that child in? Also, Tristan has an older child, um, I think his name is Prince, that he had with a family friend that used to do your makeup. That child is never really allowed in either. So it's like family, family, family until it comes to these kids that Tristan has with other women. And I just, I don't know, like, Um, it just seems very, very like strange to me. And also it's like, don't press the issue. If you know that deep down you were going through the surrogacy process while Marley was having a child with Tristan, Um, then I just don't understand why you would force the issue of family and bringing people in as your storyline because obviously I'm not the only person who's gonna draw this comparison. So it's just like, girl, what? Like, why would you do that? Why even put yourself in the line of fire? Like, you wanna help this kid, you don't have to make it part of the show because with him being special needs and having other options of where he could have went after his mother passed away, you know that people are gonna kick up Like, this is the exact thing that people kick up about, you know? And I think deep down, Chloe does have a good heart, but it just really hurts her. Like, it really hurts her to think about him having kids, especially while she was trying to have another child with him. I'm sure that it's not the easiest thing in the world but you really can't prance around talking about how a man is a good father if he's not a good father to all of his kids and i truly believe that like you can't be a good father if you're not a good father to all of your kids like point blank period i, I don't really care if anybody <laughs> has a differing opinion that's mine because you know to basically say oh i messed up before but now i'm going to be a good dad it's like no even if you're even if your other kids are grown You still need to foster a relationship with those kids, have conversations with those kids because you never know how harmful it can make them feel now that you're the best daddy in the world to your new family when you weren't that for them. So I honestly feel like she's on the right track, but the way that she can fix everything is to turn around and be like, listen... I know that I cannot have a relationship with Marley like it's just too hard for me to have a relationship with her. but as motherly as Chloe is, she need to have a couple more play dates with Prince and this new baby because if you can open up your heart to a kid you didn't even know, you could definitely open up a ki- open up your heart to a kid, two kids that are half siblings with your kids, right? He has four kids. And your kids are only two of those. So you have to really take that into consideration, especially Prince. Like you knew he had a child before you even started messing with him, Chloe. That, t- that should not be something where you're confused about how you should be acting. And true. And the new baby Tatum, I think it is, deserved to have a relationship with their half siblings as well. You know, everybody wants to run around and do what's best for them. But at the end of the day, family is family. That's what you're saying, right? See how like hypocritical it, it, I don't know. It's just a lot. Again, I don't think anybody's gonna be watching this Kardashian show and I give it like another season if they can't pull these um ratings together because nothing that they're doing is working to get people watching. You know what I mean? All right, let's get into the next topic here. It looks like Meech and Summer Walker have broken up. So, you know, Lil Meech, is the son of the famous Meech Flannery, um, that BMF is, uh, inspired by on stars. And, you know, now he's just, you know, so he's been playing his dad on the show and now he's just coming into the culture himself as a celebrity and actor in his own right. So him and Summer were trying to basically date on the low for a long time. um, where he was like doing this for summer, he was doing that for summer, but we didn't really see who the man was, like who's him, you know what I'm saying? Like that meme, I'm him. Um, <laughs> so we didn't know who it was until I think like some fans caught the reflection of Summer Walker's phone on his car window or something like that. Like she had a pink case on her phone and you know the fans caught the reflection or whatever so they were basically outed and then they started like you know being together in public and stuff like that now summer had just had her twins with her ex larry and then we all know she has her daughter bubbles with london on the track so she's basically been you know finding her way going up and down or whatever in relationships as many people do it is what it is um, but right in the beginning of the relationship, we started to hear a lot about cheating rumors. You know, different women claiming to have had a fling with Meech while he was dating Summer. And originally it looked like it was just like Chase, like uh, they were chasing clout. And it wasn't anything that was seriously that he was actually doing behind Summer's back. But it was pretty much confirmed in her stories today that she is done with uh Meach and then she just kind of went on to say it was because of the cheating. So I don't know. I mean sometimes it's just like a problem. Like sometimes people gotta get help for that and um, you know, therapy and things like that that they really want to do better in relationships, but that they they just cannot find their way. Um, to be faithful. So sometimes it's like a little deeper than it just being something, you know, that you can't control or you just have an urge or whatever. Um, but yeah, unfortunately the two, uh, have, have have basically split according to Summer's, um, instagram stories so wishing them all the best she even wished him the best i don't think it's anything malicious but i think you know what it was like people were praising him right just recently because they were going on vacation and you know how summer has those young twins and you can't like have your stroller or whatever on the plane so you have to um check the stroller and you have to hold your baby right because you have to hold, you know, until you get to your seat, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why they let them board first. But anyway, um, Meech was holding one of the twins. And it just looks so cute. You know, Summer holding one of the twins. And then she had Bubbles by the hand. And then Meech had the other twin. And it was just like, oh, it's so cute, whatever. But sometimes when you go on vacation, for those of y'all that are out here scooting and dooting or whatever... Um, that's when you get caught, right? Because you've never you don't have an occasion to be around your significant other that often until you go on vacation, right? Because. When you're in your normal course of day, if you were to walk out of the room or if you had to go somewhere or you had to do something and then you come back, especially because I'm not sure if they were like living together or anything um, because of her kids and her situation. So I think like he had his own place, she had her own place and they would like, you know, hang out all the time together. But I feel like when you go on vacation, this is something that really gets kind of woke up a little bit in the relationship because you can, you notice how often their phone is ringing because you're always around them. They don't really need to go anywhere. Where are you going? We're on vacation, right? So you can't like sneak off for a couple hours or say you have to go to the studio or, you know, say 50 cents calling you about BMF when, you know, that would not be happening while you're on vacation. So it kind of probably outed him in what he had been doing all along, um, but I think it definitely shows a lot of maturity to be like, man, I wish him the best, but I'm not dealing with this cheating stuff. So I'm to just sayonara. Um, it is what it is. I get it girl. Best of luck. Best of luck to both y'all. I think Meat should be single anyway. You know, it's just like, he's a young guy. Um, he's just really coming into his fame. He's had a hard life with his dad getting locked up and you know really just being in that gang life from the beginning right it's just that's a lot for anybody to kind of go through and now to have all that fame on top of it because I'm sure people knew who he was before the show but now everybody knows who he is you know so that's just like a different level of fame just get you get used to your new level of fame date around live your life and I, I would give him another four or five years before trying to get into a serious relationship honestly All right, let's get into the next topic here. Jocelyn has an active warrant. So we all know that Jocelyn had a brawl out of her own outside of the Mayweather fight in the lobby and in the um, waiting area of the arena. I think she fought like two or three people. And then after everything was over, she came back on the premises to fight somebody else. So Jocelyn was arrested that night um but she is supposed to have a bench warrant on her until August 10th when she is supposed to appear in court um i think her bail was revoked and she's supposed to be reporting um to jail waiting for her court date which is uh currently scheduled as August 10th but Jocelyn has not turned herself in so she's technically on the run right now i mean The new season of Jocelyn's Cabaret has also been airing, and I don't think this is going to help her case because I think she's already fought one of the cabaret girls from last season. She's already fought one of them, and I'm sure she's going to fight other people, and I don't know if this is something that they're going to be able to bring up in the assault case, but Jocelyn really has been fighting everyone that she encounters lately, Um So we'll see. I think the judge is going to be like, listen, I don't care if you're filming, doing promo, whatever you're doing. And then she made something like a little slick remark on Instagram. She was like, even the beat can't catch me. One of her songs that she had reposted and saying that, you know, she was like rapping on and off the beat. And she was like, even the beat can't catch me. So. I don't think she's taking this very seriously, but she does have a warrant out for her arrest. So I don't know how do you even do promo like that? It's like, okay, let's take a few pictures, but you know I can't I can't really be letting you guys know. Like I mean, you take pictures with fans, they might post them in real time. Like, aren't you afraid? That's how they caught up with Krishan Rock when she had a warrant out for her arrest because she was out on the Baddies West tour. And she had a warrant out for her arrest. And they were posting what clubs they were going to, et cetera, et cetera, what clubs they had been to. And the feds aren't stupid. They found her. <laughs> they hardcore, they found her and arrested her. And then here comes Zeus playing that set it off music in the background. Day after day. <laughs> Look, they will play you, Jocelyn. Don't don't be doing all this promo and getting caught out there. That's why I wonder, though, if you skip bit if you skip your warrant, But you appear in court on that day, like what happens then? Like you still came to court and you're supposed to be in jail until your court date, but you still came to court. I don't know. I think they're going to find her guilty of assault. So she'll have to deal with that. And they'll have to deal with that once she gets convicted. All right. And the last topic here, Nene on Carlos King. So Nene sat down with Carlos King and did his uh, podcast, Reality with the King uh live in atlanta it looks like and it was a very very good interview i don't think we've had this kind of candid interview from nini in a long time she touched on a lot of things her new relationship after greg um her son bryson's addiction and what she basically is trying to do to help him but at the same time you know just maintain her peace and her sanity you know as a mother but as a person too that she's like we've done so much for bryson and at this point he has to want the help you know and i think because of her keeping it real several um celebrities and other people have reached out to say you know like when he gets out of jail, like we're going to really help him. We're going to try to really, you know, make it stick this time as far as him getting off drugs and his recovery. Like Lamar Odom reached out to her. She said somebody else reached out as well. Um, but, oh, I think one of her ex-boyfriends, she said, reached out as well. And was just like, yeah, like whatever you need, like I'm going to, because sometimes, you know, you try to cover up what's going on with your kids because they are a reflection of you even though they're their own independent people and you feel like any kind of um issue that your kids have is is your fault and sometimes the parents are to blame but not all the time and especially not at Bryson's age when they've done literally all they can to help Bryson he's a husband now he's a father and you know Nene was basically just like this is something that I've had to kind of take off my plate, but I'll never wash my hands of him as a mother. And I'm glad she kind of put that part in there because sometimes you have to love from a distance. And I think a lot of people can understand that. Unfortunately, with the epidemic that we have, with fentanyl use and just drugs overall, pills, like these things have become so common that everybody knows somebody who is addicted, unfortunately. And everybody knows how it feels to desperately want to get them help, but they have to want the help um, themselves before they can really get helped. And then she talked about housewives and she talked about, you know, the state of housewives now and how she kind of felt, she feels like they're just, you know, tearing down the house that she built um, or standing on the house that she built. And I think Sharae then came back and said, you know, this is the house that we all built. But I I can't, you know, sure. I, I I would say that, but you went in and out of the franchise. I think, you know, Nene was on the franchise consistently from the beginning until she actually left as a full time housewife. With you being a housewife and then being a friend of and then not being anything and then coming back and being a friend of and then being a housewife, it's just a different experience. Um, and let's just be honest, when you think about who really started that show, who came up with the concept, who sold the pilot, it was Kim and NeNe, nobody else. I mean, they found other housewives to be on it once it was greenlit, right? They couldn't have only two Atlanta housewives, but I just, you I don't know, I don't think you can put yourself in that category. And you notice how this interview came out, what, like last Tuesday or last Monday, you notice how none of the rest of the girls spoke up. <laughs> none of the rest of the girls spoke up because a fact is a fact. Like, without her building the show, selling the show, no one would be on the show, you know? It's continued on after her because she sold it to Bravo. But at the end of the day, it's like, what's what's Real Housewives of Atlanta without Nene Leakes? I mean, we're watching it now and it's just not much. I mean, I think I watched the first three or four episodes of this season, mm, then I kind of forgot about it, you know? So I don't know. We'll see if anything else comes out. Part two of the interview um, comes out tomorrow. So I may do a mini sip on that. But if not, we'll talk about it in uh, trending topics next week. All right, guys, uh, these have been the trending topics. Stay tuned for the sports
1: report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rob. Today I'll be covering both the NBA and the NFL. So let's get started with NBA news. Bronny James, the son of Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James, is at home resting after suffering cardiac arrest earlier this week. Also in NBA news, the NBA has threatened to discipline Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard if he... Continues to demand a trade only to the Miami heat Also in NBA news after battling a variety of injuries Brooklyn Nets guard Ben Simmons is 100% healthy and Ready for this upcoming season and finally in NBA news Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown has signed a five-year contract worth 304 million dollars The contract is the richest in NBA history. Now we will move to NFL news. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow will miss several weeks of training camp and could miss the beginning of the regular season due to a calf strain he suffered in practice. Also in NFL news, Miami Dolphins cornerback. Jalen Ramsey will not return to the field until December after having knee surgery also in NFL news New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley has signed a one year 11 million dollar contract and finally in NFL news New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers has restructured his contract he signed a two year 75 contract million dollar guaranteed deal. He gave up over 30 million dollars and this has been the sports update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week.
0: All right T-Crew let's get to my favorite part of the podcast the deep dive and today we're going to be talking about the popular owned show Black Love and people now saying that there could possibly be a black love curse. So (laughs) I'm sorry, but you know what's funny? Like before all this even happened, I honestly thought to myself um, that this could be something that could backfire in the future only because of the kind of people that they had on the show and some of the things that people were, um, you know, basically saying about the show. And I don't know, it just it just kind of was like, to me, I was just kind of like, hmm. But let's get into it. So Black Love is a show that, you know, showcases black love. It's on OWN, and it's basically like where famous people and regular couples come on to talk about their unique love story and what it really means to be in love with another person from the diaspora, right? A beautiful concept, and a lot of the stories were really nice and warm, and a lot of the advice was actually very warranted. And, um, you know, something you could learn from, but I just remember thinking when I first saw this show, I'm like, I think this show celebrates what like black love is versus like what they've built over time in the relationship. You know what I mean? Because even from the first couple episodes, it was giving like, okay, so, This is a show about black love, but the couples always weren't on the same page. And I think just in general, when you're trying to produce a show, you need to have enough couples, you know, to fill up the episodes. And I think it was just like production kind of reaching out to any couple that was black and figuring like, if you're a couple and you're black You'll have a story to tell. And that's basically what we want to do on this show. And I think a little more vetting kind of needed to go into it to kind of look into like, okay, we've had ups and downs. Like several of the stories on Black Love were talking about ups and downs, infidelity, um, financial, you know, insecurities, like hiding, missing, you know, hiding the fact that they were broke, hiding bills. Um, one partner having to cover the other partner uh, for several years and just, I don't know, it just seemed to expose a lot of cracks in relationships where I was like, okay, this is supposed to be a celebration of love, but some of these relationships seem like they're on rocky ground as it is. Um, and believe me, I'm no expert on relationships, but you guys know I like to watch a lot of these things and human behavior and all the true crime and all the stuff that I watch a lot of it is just centered around human behavior because I'm just fascinated by it. So There's a lot of things that you can kind of see by looking at a couple, um, especially when they ask the tough questions and how some people kind of shied away from that. And some people were just like leaning towards it. Like I'm going to be a thousand percent transparent, which is great. But I just feel like, again, that's something that maybe you should have talked to your partner about before you get in front of an interview interviewer and you're just being a thousand percent, you know, transparent. And they're just looking at you like, what in the heck are they talking about you know because they you got they just weren't on the same page, and so that's basically what I'm trying to say um that that's the vibe that I got from the show, and also too, it's like you know, I love black love, and I'm married to a black man, I'm a black person myself, but I also feel like sometimes putting the emphasis on what somebody looks like and their cultural background for you to want them and want to be a relationship with them is, can be a cause for disaster. Like if you're just like, okay, he has to be black. He got to be tall. Like it just, to me, you should love, like finding love is difficult enough. I don't know if I would pigeonhole myself into only wanting to love people that look like me, because I think there's just so many more forms of love out there. Nothing wrong with black love. It's beautiful. Like when it's, um, you know, organic and it happens, you know, on its own. And this is just the person that you found, even if you're seeking out people that are black, I think that's great. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But I just feel like for people that are just it's not working, but you're forcing it to work or you're, you know, really wanting it to work because they're black. That's when I just, you know, it's a little cringe for me at that point. And I think this show was giving that a lot. Um, but let's get into a little deeper, you know, marriage is hard work, not just for black people, but for everyone. Um, (laughs) and I think that that's something that people have to take into account too. It's like, you know, you want to, critique them and you know, how could they still be doing this? Blahzy blahzy. But at the end of the day, you know, marriage is hard work and it's not really the easiest thing for anybody. Um and when you have that many couples on, unfortunately a few of them are bound to fall through the cracks. And also with the celebrity couples that we noticed that have broken up, we don't know how many of the regular couples have broken up. Um but with the celebrity couples that have been breaking up, celebrity exposure is really real. You know, these celebrities have many, many options. And as soon as things, you know, start to go south or if they have gone south, there's really no way to hide it from the public. You know, Tia had a very public divorce. Um, so did Latoya Luckett. And, you know, she was just transparent about the infidelity, you know, things that she had going on, because I think they were also on a reality show, um, T.I. and Tiny and Friends and, or whatever, when, um, she announced that they were getting divorced. So it's, there's just a lot of things that kind of go into it. Um, but appearing on a TV show is not going to save your marriage, right? So a lot of times people are asked to do things, they collect the fee and it's just as simple as that, you know, there's no drawn out (laughs) reason why that they would accept to do these things. They just do it. Um, And then, you know, some people just look really good on paper. I know a lot of the stories were, you know, I was down on love and I hadn't met anyone. And, you know, that's how a lot of the stories started before, you know, the couple had got together. And sometimes when you're in that space in life, you're just like, I've crossed off, marriage for myself. I've crossed off kids. I've crossed off extended family because I just didn't feel like it was ever going to happen for me. And then when it actually happens, you're wearing those rose colored glasses because you're thinking to yourself like, wow, I never really thought this was a possibility, now it is, and you're just thinking, wow, the stars have aligned, everything's come together for me, and now I get to live out some of the things that I've been watching other people live out for the majority of my life. I mean, some of these people, Tina, And Richard got together, you know, I think in their fifties or sixties. So it's definitely not giving like, you don't, you don't know what you want in a relationship, but it is kind of giving, if my partner could move on from our marriage, then I also want to be able to move on from our marriage. So these are definitely things that could happen in any relationship, Um, you know, with everything that goes on with black people, it's even more intensified, right? We have to deal with oppression. We have to deal with different type of job exposures, less making less money than our white counterparts. You know, finances are definitely a reason, um, that people get divorced. So there's, there's a lot of things that go into why people get divorced, but I also just feel like, you know, some people showcase their love when maybe it could be rocky or maybe they're not, you know, the prime example for doing so. And then you do have a lot of people getting divorced or separated. And, um, you know, sometimes even before the show airs, which is like wild, but. I think that's more of a producer issue (laughs) than the couples issue, right? Because unless you're literally getting divorced, everybody's like, well, we holding on, you know what I mean? And sometimes the couples are like blissfully unaware of the deep rooted issues that they have. But producers doing a show about love and celebrating love and then having people on there that are kind of like "Eh, halfway in love, halfway out of love. We need three more couples, put them on. I think that's more of the issue versus everyone that goes on black love is cursed to get divorced. You know what I mean? Because there's several, several couples that went on the show that are still together. So we wish everybody the best in their marriages and relationships and just look for love. That's how I feel. Just look for love, period. Don't have to be black. It could be something else. It could be whatever really works for you that you get into a relationship and you stay in that relationship and you're happy and and fulfilled in that relationship. You know what I mean? All right, T-Crew, this has been the deep dive. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank all of you for tuning into our special episode last week. Thank Ashley again for coming on and making it a super special episode. Um, You guys liking, sharing, commenting, um, sending your thoughts through about Carly. Uh, It really made it an interactive conversation. So thank you guys for doing that. As always, convict the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night, wherever you are, and I love you for listening.
1: Bye!